Hello, folks. Two guys, one blunt. Uh, Episode two. Thank you to everybody who listened to episode one. Make sure to follow along on the SoundCloud. Drop us a like if you like it. Um, And Happy New Year, right? Woo! Happy 2019, folks. Uh, 2019. Recreational adult use cannabis is one year old. One more year. One more year. <laughs> let's keep it legal, guys. Let's, 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 let's keep, keep going. going. Let's keep going. It was a tough year, but we're getting somewhere. That was. It was a tough year. Very unpredictable. I think a lot of people were banking on a lot of things when uh, legalization happened. A lot of expectations and a lot of reality. Yeah, a lot of disappointment, a lot of struggle. Um, a lot of dank, expensive weed for the consumer, though. <laughs> yeah, focus Keep on focus the, on, on expensive, expensive <laughs> for sure. Um, given that uh, 2018 had such a roller coaster ride, I'm sure 2019 won't be any cakewalk, but but hopefully it can be a little smoother. What do we think will happen? I um, think we are going to accurately predict exactly what based on our wisdom from we're gonna look into our crystal ball yeah one year of wisdom and experience in this legal cannabis market i think we're ready to say i feel like i know exactly we're experts we know everything there is to know about cannabis ever so you heard it here first folks so let's let's start out um i think i think we're gonna have more focus on banking solutions for example um, and there's going to be more dispensaries using credit cards and debit cards, so the whole cash situation won't be such a problem. What is the? Is there? Is it only loopholes? Because I know the federally it's FDIC only loopholes right now. So yeah, you can't use a card at a dispensary because banks are federally insured and cannabis is federally legal. You see the problem. Yeah. So we're going to see a lot more creative solutions, I guess you could say, which is a fancy way of more loopholes to exploit potentially yes, more people using more loopholes in a more creative way but hopefully at the same time people working on a legitimate solution that makes it all above board and easy to manage because it will create a lot more free-flowing business I'm into that um, and then I also think that there's gonna be a lot more interest in the other cannabinoids um, THC and CBD are pretty well established. CBD's got a way to go. Wait, there are other cannabinoids? <laughs> there are other cannabinoids, man. Who knew, right? Wait, what? THC and CBD are not the whole show. Um, <laughs> so hopefully more people will be finding out about Delta-8 THC, about THCV, um, and CBG. Mm-hmm. I think they're all going to get a lot of shine this year because the extraction methods have gotten to the point where people can actually get a enough volume of each of those things to make it worthwhile mm-hmm. and the wave the wave of dr ethan russo's paper the entourage effect the ensemble effect like i prefer ensemble but yeah i yeah i like it uh but that, the wave is just now catching it's crazy yes. so the cannabinoids are coming with that like yeah just a matter of education and i think finally down here in socal we're finally going to join the white ash gang Ooh. you know clean white ash gang clean flavorful cannabis is going to become a priority for more people is it why is it that all white ash cannabis also tastes perfect um because the it has reached the optimum level of moisture content which is very little Mm -hmm. and it has been grown in a way where the flush conducted at the end of the growing cycle which is normally you know if for most 
people is going to be around two weeks, sometimes mm -hmm. two and a half weeks. So flush means you're not feeding the plant anything. You're getting all of whatever could be left over in there, like that you added, nutrients, nitrogen, whatnot. You're just making sure it's all, this plant's going to be nothing but a husk to deliver my THC and cannabinoids and terpenes to my bloodstream. Correct. That's the aim, really. Cool. And then if you do the drying and the curing process properly after all of that, after making sure that you do a good flush, then you're going to get almost no, no moisture and that allows the flavor profile to come through, which cool. is why it tastes good. And then it burns white ash because there's no residue in, term, in, in the no form minerals. of salt, minerals, or water. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there you go. Interesting. I didn't know water played a part. That's, yeah. that's cool. Clean, flavorful cannabis for 2019. That's Hashtag White Ash King. I'm in. I'm into that. Yeah. How about your predictions? Well, anybody that knows me will know. Uh, number one on my list is going to be terpenes. Uh, terpenes. Of course. And guess what, guys? Uh, everything has to be tested for terpenes now. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so, look forward to everybody being like, "What the fuck is a linalool?" Yeah. Is a linalool. <laughs> like, okay, dude. Um, yeah, more and more people are going to have to see it on packaging uh, and the more times you see it and you don't know what it is, the more likely you are to ask a question. Mm -hmm. Well, some, some of us. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I was just about I to just say. I just look at uh, THC percentage and, uh, you know, <laughs> just take a rip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Number two on my list, packaging. I think we're going to see a lot more creative solutions to packaging. I if these companies haven't heard the they're not listening everybody's just like the amount of plastic on these things are ridiculous it's and disgusting you know we already talked about it we made straws illegal which is a huge step same year we make weed illegal let's clunkify it we talked about this in the last episode yep we I, touched on it a little bit last week for yeah sure. yeah i think uh i think this this year we're gonna see some cool shit uh, in terms of creative solutions sun-grown packaging lowell's does like a full cardboard childproof thing it's it's a sight to behold. Yeah, it shouldn't be that difficult to make something that's either biodegradable or recyclable in a less damaging form than plastic mm -hmm. while mm -hmm. also meeting the childproof requirements. Exactly. Uh, and then number three, I think we're going to see extracts continuing to grow as like the cleanest method, but specifically with the advent of electronic rigs, portable battery, you know, it's just like the vape mods that are everywhere. Now that technology yep just enables us to take dabs of concentrate without the insanely sketchy, scary, risky, and bulky torch and glass rig combo. Now, plus like stopwatch, a, plus stopwatch. Plus stopwatch, yeah, yep. exactly. Shit, dude. <laughs> now you've got something like the Puffco Peak is just like, you just push it, you know, you push a button and it's fuck six inches by two inches. Yep. You can, the little case for it, my God. Super portable. It's gonna change, like concentrates were already good enough to make people do all that crazy shit with tabs right now it's accessible and i think we're going to see a lot more competitors to puffco peak a lot more cool stylish affordable uh keyword affordable there um yeah, yeah, like puffco peak is uh many things but it's not cheap yeah but it is everything else it I is feel. everything else basically <laughs> yeah i mean I, I agree that that's probably one of the most effective ways to get cannabinoids into your body a lot of them really quick mm -hmm. but you got to be careful oh not just right effective way. like the, the lack of combustion and plant matter yeah you know, just exactly i mean that's kind of what i mean effective 
it just encompassing like from everything from the fact you're not combusting mm -hmm. to the fact that you're getting a large amount of cannabinoids into your body which really if you're doing it recreationally and you you're only going to be doing that because you already have a tolerance that means you want that many at once and then mm -hmm. if you're doing it medically then it's because you need that many at once so like that's it's a it's an effective way to solve both of those issues yeah yeah, yeah imagine like a bar with just everyone has their own personal puffco peak you know I, I went to a volcano bar in Vancouver oh really they have um it was next to Cannabis Culture, Mark Emery Headquarters. Cannabis yes, Culture Headquarters yes, yes. had a smoking lounge, or it was a vaping lounge. I think you were allowed to smoke joints in there too, though. Right. And I think I might have seen it on uh, Bubble Man's channel. Interesting. Yeah. Dude, it's volcano vaporizer at every single table, uh, papers glued to the table. So you can like, it's just like, get your papers, buy some snacks, you know, they got Snickers and like non-medicated edibles just to like keep you from passing out. Sure. But it was, so like, that is actually going to be happening soon. In That's going to be happening very soon. Speaking of things that are happening in 2019, Ooh. that is the biggest news so far. That's hot. <laughs> Coming into 2019 hot alongside Terps and Terp testing is uh, social consumption. And shout out to West Hollywood for how being the we, pioneers here. How are we 10 minutes from the new Amsterdam? How did that happen? Well, yeah. We are 10 minutes from what could very well be the new Amsterdam. And uh, I don't know. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag um, grateful. As you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, it, it's, it's definitely a blessing to be here right now with everything that's going on. Uh, it's not easy, but it's very exciting. And so, yeah, I don't know much about like what so a couple places got some licenses like when are they going to open there was 16 different licenses or 16 licenses given out for two different types of social consumption okay so eight places are going to have edible only consumption and eight places are going to have smoking vaping and edibles which is interesting because that means that 16 places will allow you to take up to eat edibles but only eight will allow you to smoke and vape. Okay, immediately I'm just like, so you're gonna load people up on edibles? There's no way they're gonna stay at this spot for six hours. An edible experience is fucking six hours. It takes two hours to kick in. So you're telling me like their idea is what? You run in, slam a bunch of edibles down, and then run home before they kick in? True, good point. I don't know. That's Maybe a, never, they're not gonna be encouraging the slamming they down. The, they're gonna have to That's be pretty careful doing, about bro. that. I'm just running home as soon as I eat those edibles. Eating the 100 milligram brownie and then sprinting Bounce, home. Bounce, dude. Cause yeah, like that, that seems like a really hard business model. Are you just gonna encourage people to stay there for four hours? Yeah. You know, like It's what? gonna be difficult, it's, it's a good point. I think you're gonna need to figure out a way that you're giving people small enough doses in whatever you're serving mm -hmm. uh, that you're gonna make them want to stick around longer or encourage them to stick around longer because you're not going to destroy them after two hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, one of the guys I know, uh, they got I, he must have gotten an edible license. I saw him talking about it. Uh, Chef Holden Jagger. Like, okay. Really dope guy. He knows his terpenes. Like, he's been talking about terpenes. Very active on Instagram. Yeah, I, I really like the guy. Um, and he's it's always, like, two milligrams. You know, like, very responsible and reasonable. Like, mm -hmm. and that's that's... That's, those are edibles I will eat, you know what I mean? I, if somebody's, I, I can't do more than 10 at a time, you know, that shit's like, 
That's a commitment. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm always staggered when I hear about people who need like 200 to 1,000 milligrams a day. Um, I feel bad for those people now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're but the people that, that, that I'm talking about aren't always people who have, you know, obvious medical needs. Oh, Maybe there's see, something yeah, underlying that I don't know about. Exactly. I'm talking about the people that need it medically. Just like, oh, sorry, dude. Like, I'm sorry that legalization had to affect your totally functioning medical system, too. Yeah. Totally functioning might be an overstatement, but functioning for them? Better than better than Prop 64 has been so far. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, let's say that. So. Part of the, the good, one of the good parts is the social consumption. Um, and it's gonna mean that, you know, we can use cannabis recreationally and just go out and not worry about like, oh, is there some, where am I gonna have to go to be able to smoke and chill? Exactly. Um, yeah, imagine you're a tourist coming in from Germany. <clears throat> you just got off the airplane, like, all right, I'm here to smoke feet. I don't know what accent that is, but. I would like some kush, yeah? yeah please. Uh, I come for the marijuana. No, uh, no disrespect to any, any German fans listening. Mad props to German tourists yeah. coming here to smoke weed. Like, enjoy. Yeah. But, I mean, Amsterdam's, you know, what, 10 hours away for them? I don't know Europe, but... So you're a tourist, no, you get... Closer, but, yeah. okay. <laughs> you get... Depending on where you are in Germany. Okay. Germany's a big-ass country, so... <laughs> go on, you were saying. Um, so you get off the plane, you go buy your dank ass kush as much as you want and you, you get in the car and you're like oh shit oh i'm in a rental car oops like i can't smoke in here i'm not that balling um and then it's like okay but once i get back to my airbnb or hotel room i'll be able to smoke there right no there's like a big no smoking fee there too probably not that yep. balling again uh so like it's really difficult as and not just a German tourist, like you can come over from anywhere, you know, that you don't know somebody, that you don't have a private house to go to. Any visitors. That is, yeah, yeah exactly. Any Anybody visitors. that comes here to try recreational weed legally does not have a spot to do it. If they don't know somebody that is saying explicitly, come smoke weed at my spot, which yeah, true. doesn't, there, I don't know anybody on the street doing that, you know, I heard, no. I heard there was a homeless guy that had a, a bowl on the end of a fishing pole and he was just hanging out and my buddy was like, what are you doing? And he's like, just fishing for someone to smoke a bowl with. <laughs> Which sounds creepy as fuck, but apparently when you're on acid, that's just like a that's wonderful just normal. thing. That's just a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who knows if that homeless guy was even real? Yeah. So people who are visiting finally have a place that they can consume. Other than homeless people's uh, mystery mansions <laughs> mystery mystery bowls yeah <laughs> um not sure you know what, that what shit's would, clean green <laughs> what would be in that fit in the 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 bowl hanging <laughs> off the end of the fishing line um yeah social consumption dude weed bars weed bars and it also means that we don't have to be shut-ins anymore which for a long time was the case for cannabis consumers you know if you like to smoke and go out you always felt like you had to do it first or go off, sneak off somewhere and do it. But now you can just go out to these places, do it. Let's get, and networking is going to be dope. Like, the, uh, especially in the weed industry, it's like, well, you know, some of us drink, yeah, but a lot of us, like, weed is a better option or some people are allergic to alcohol. So now right. it's like, let's go smoke a blunt and talk about a business decision. Let's, yeah, it's just a preference yeah. for us. And it, and it kind of like, 
creates, it's already like, okay, we're on the same page. This is going to be a cool relationship. You know, it's not just, it's just another option for people to get to know each other. Yeah, 100%. And also, the permitted social use will hopefully continue to decrease the stigma. That's a Which, good point. You know, That's it's, a good it's point. still, it's still, you still do encounter social situations where people, it feels like people are looking down at you for smoking and you're yeah. like, yeah, and I think that, that uh, the there are a lot of stoners that add to that, though, too. They're just like, oh, I can I can drive high, like, I'm totally fine, you know? And that's just yeah. like, that's got to change, too. That's another side of yeah. me that's got to change. I don't change. really like to encourage that kind of shit, either. Yeah. Granted, you know, there is a huge difference between alcohol and intoxication and marijuana intoxication. I'm not going to lie, though. There are times when I am so high, it's like... I'm not 100% there. <laughs> like there's, yeah, yeah. I am busy just You would have no down. business driving. Exactly. High, so exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cannabis bars. Yeah. yeah. Cannabis bars. Cannabis bars. Which I think, I, I mentioned this briefly. Um, cafes. 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 Wellness lounges. Dude. Massage. I mean, there's already like massage places, but now it's like you can smoke weed. One of the places that got a license is something like that. Sick. Yoga, you know, now it's like, you know, there were a lot of cannabis yoga events, but now it's like, you can sign up for a class, you know, and do it through the internet. Yep. Uh, you know, that's big. Take a couple of rips, go do some, get into a nice flow. I feel like, you know, I, and it, it's almost like an easy, if you're at a smoking lounge, it's really easy to enforce a safety by just like not allowing people to leave for 45 minutes, you know, like. You can't just get in there, get super blazed, and then just fucking bounce. And unless you have like, yeah. unless you walked there, or took an Uber or something, you know, maybe maybe I'm overthinking it. No, that that's actually a good point. I think social consumption areas are gonna have to think about how they manage people's consumption rates. How do bars? Levels. You know, how do bars do it? They just they, people, they just have a big guy throw you out. Yeah, that's yeah. Much. <laughs> it's like this, so that's it. That's all you need. The problem is that you need to have a big guy carry you out. You right. know what I mean? Like right. you're not getting aggressive because you're too high. No, no, you're Which not. Gonna, cool. You're not going to cause trouble. You're going to be an inconvenience. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Give me a little baby. Yeah. So someone carry me home and give me a bottle of milk. <laughs> and put me to sleep. Or what? Or you know whatever it is that soothes you when you're when you're <laughs> hey, high out man. of your mind and you just need to be. Yeah, I'm not trying to kink shame anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. No, if, if uh, a bottle of milk is what you need at the age of 46, <laughs> then go for it. I feel attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not 46. You don't need to worry about it. You've you got many years of bottle of milk uh, consumed. Before it starts getting crazy. Before it starts getting weird, yeah. yeah. We're good. For sure. We're good. Um, yeah, 2019 is going to be an exciting year. I think there's still a little bit of a way to go for these lounges to be a reality. There's still a couple more steps that these licensees have to uh, cross mm -hmm. hurdles to get to. Um, but hopefully before the end of the year, West Hollywood will be the place to go hang out, man. For I just us. can't get over that. That's so fucking, that's so cool. Yeah. That way to go, West Hollywood. I don't know how Shout you did West it. Hollywood. That's amazing. Real proud of you Keep if you going. want the info it's at www.weho.org slash business slash cannabis it's got all the specifics detailed breakdown of everything how the application scored all that business so this social consumption thing uh we've been 
it gave me an, an idea because we've been talking about uh, just like cannabis connoisseurship needing that place for the next level and I think that uh, I hope that one of these social consumption lounges can employ some like legit cannabis sommeliers I think I think that this is finally finally gonna open the window like you're gonna yeah. get some super developed palate guy just being like oh yes the terpinaline and this is going to really soothe your anxiety for the next two hours right and you, can, you have a venue for it a legal venue for it now it's I'm stoked about that I think that uh, you know Max Montrose of the Tricome Institute that dude that dude really opened my eyes to like the whole interpreting yeah. know, interpreting terpenes for like, sure yeah yeah shout out Tricome Institute a lot of uh, very useful information and, and they were ahead of the game when it came to people paying attention to terpenes and their educational materials are also very well designed and highly informative mm -hmm. I would say mm -hmm. so I, I like the Tricone Institute I agree so yeah I think that I'm stoked for that being another entry level like people going to these cannabis cafes getting looking for that you know higher class experience they don't want to just like sit there and just have like slightly stupid or cypress hill just like blazed you know blared into their ears the whole time you know? i do i want to cypress hill it's like dude that is i get i get what you're shit. saying though you you want to you want to oh, yeah. kind of break away from the the obvious I, dude, I would go to that spot. I would have my birthday at that spot. Maybe ironically, but I would definitely, I want it to exist. Uh -huh. This super just Bob Marley shit all over the wall, Rasta fucking people just putting on dreadlock wigs. Like I want it to be so trashy and stupid and cliche. Like basically just bring disjointed to reality. Like oh, someone no. bring those, oh, no. let, put the writers behind disjointed behind one of these spots and you will have the, you'll have the trashiest. One. Yeah, dude. And people will eat that shit up. Midwesterners like, Oh, a pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> those people will eat that shit up. I uh, guess. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, Marley. Uh, yeah. I have a little pink floating floor in a little spliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, get the fuck out of here, uncle. Tim, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I suppose that you want to try and create something different to any of that because that's all of that stuff has already been there. People know it from, if not from being able to consume in lounges like that in the states, then in Canada or in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Um, so people know what that looks like, and you, I always think I really just hope whoever is gonna do this is gonna break the the stereotype image, it's you know? it's yeah i fully believe that that's another prediction stereotypes are being broken as we speak you know i think that oh yeah nice that's a good one cannabis consumers are coming out of the closet for sure and it's the stigma is like slowly changing because people are coming out that aren't you know rasta farian by just because they smoked a joint right or you know like <laughs> Which is also not, by the way, how you become a Rasta. <laughs> Point that out. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> oh shit! Excuse me. Rasta? <laughs> Excuse me. Um. So yeah, that's that's huge. And 
I think the next level of this is absolutely terpenes. Like that is how we're going to yes. This. Sorry, you were saying Max Montrose. Oh yeah, yeah. The term interpreting and how he kind of made you you became aware of of it through through the info he was putting out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just opened my mind. You know, I wanted to be that. I remember when I started smoking. One of my first uh, like cool things that I wanted to do as an adult was like I want to be that guy that can smoke a strain and be like now that's some sour diesel you know like right and now with terpenes and th that is actually becoming a reality like I you know you're able to smell like you recognize the pinene and beta caryophyllene in the strain and be like oh this is clearly you know a afgu or you know what I mean like it the 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 words are the language is being developed you know the it's finally becoming like we're having words to describe these specific smells that are associated with specific feelings in cannabis too which is yeah uh you know that's why i say hashtag terps over thc oh terps over thc terps okay. over thc yeah i mean terpenes they are the thing that are doing the modulating but mm -hmm. um we'll, we'll we'll see um exactly how terpenes are kind of promoted let's say this year i hope they get good a good uh rollout in terms of press you know what i mean because I not a lot of not. not a lot of companies have done educational materials around that i mm -hmm. think some of the vape companies are a little bit better at that yeah um but terps over thc is 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 a fair statement you know they're going to affect your experience more than the amount of THC that is in the flower that you consume. Mm -hmm. I've heard it put, um, THC is this, I think probably Max said this, uh, THC is the strength of the effect, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the specific effect is largely based on the terpenes or terpenoids even yeah. over even over the cannabinoids. You know, there's yeah. a lot of... That's a good way of putting it. The strength of the effect is going to be kind of your THC range. Yeah, but it's like, if you want an Adderall and you're taking Percocet, you don't want to take a stronger Percocet. You know what I mean? Like, you want to take a fucking Sativa and not an Indica. <laughs> like, yeah. you're taking the wrong terpenes and you're blasting off on it, too. You're blasting off on the wrong terpenes, which is uh, each their own. You know, if it works. Yeah, I think hopefully part of that terpenes becoming more prevalent will be that people realize that some of them are more likely to make you feel what is classified as a sativa feeling yeah and then some of them are more likely to make you feel what is classified as an indica feeling you know what fucked me up i saw on the back of the select box cannabis derived terpenes oh shit when <laughs> two days ago Interesting. I know, dude. I I had I thought it was botanically derived for sure. Hmm. I don't since know, when? Is it since forever? I feel like that might have been that might have been the thing. Yeah. Select using cannabis derived terpenes. And there was another brand too that I was just like, oh, no way! Like, I'm just shocked, shocked, like honestly shocked that uh, the, some of these brands are using cannabis terpenes, but like, it's distillate with cannabis terpenes and. We we talked about that a little bit last episode. Like, just anything being that alien is 
hard to trust. Like hot dog carts are my favorite way to put it. Uh, <laughs> who was it who coined that phrase? I think it was uh, Matt Rise, the Matt Rise. one of the. He does. He's the guy that invented like ice wax. Yeah, he's a hash maker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, full melt ice wax, baby. That guy's got. Shout out to Matt Rise. He's doing some wonderful stuff with CBD. <laughs> <laughs> CBD full melt extract. That dude, it, you know. Clean, 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 clean. White Ash Gang as well. Okay, that that's dude. what's up. Mm -hmm. We're all about that White Ash, hashtag White Ash Gang. Mm -hmm. And if I think it doesn't that, smoke clean, I don't want to smoke it. Get out of here. And then the, uh, I think the equivalent in the hash world must be Full Melt. You know, like Full Melt, White Ash, right. that's gotta be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a hash head, I would not. Forgive me if I'm trouncing on your... No, I think you're right. I okay. think it's it's Full Melt is at the top of the, the pyramid of desired hash yeah, qualities. Um, whew, just bubble and bubble and bounce. Like yeah. Nothing left over. Dab, no residue, minimal clean out. Yeah. Why? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> why? When I mean, that's, that's they make it look so tasty. <laughs> that's why <laughs> we can know. be so picky. That's why we can be so snobby about all of this because, like, because it exists. Because there's shit like that that's just like the obvious superior, better solution. Like, get me that. Just nobody touched it, and it's still perfectly clean. Like, Would that be your chosen way of being? Let's let's say you're you're in the cannabis sommelier position. Mm -hmm. If you're now at this venue, in the 2019 world of social consumption, where you can uh, curate somebody's experience with, you know, a little palette teaser of mm -hmm. dabs. Is that is that what you would do? Would you would you go with concentrate and go with full melt? Or I That's should say question. extract and, and full melt. I feel like extract is more of like, I don't know. I feel like the flower itself can be so beautiful, but definitely vaporizing it. I would definitely say, I saw some quote, you know, I was reading an article about terpenes last night, as one does all the mm -hmm. time. Of course. <laughs> and uh, they're just like, um, we'll look back in the past and think, how could we have ever set fire to this plant? It, it is such a beautiful, aromatic, like pretty and oh, like we're all we're all here because of how wonderful that plant is. So I would definitely like um, vaporization. My short answer to that, on a personal level, I think uh -huh. is I very much view it as a sacrament and an incredible plant. Probably maybe one of the most important plants ever. Mm -hmm. Coming in hot. <laughs> but um, uh, the maybe one of the most important plants ever, and I think that as a sacrament, part of the ritual of rolling and using hemp paper and all that kind of stuff and setting it on fire is, I don't know, it's like a like know, some kind of old world sacrificed in plant form, like an know? offering for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I I I like it, but I totally understand um, the uh, the point of. The, I think it's the doctor, right, from that article? Dr. A.D. Poe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she says that we'll look back and wonder how we could have ever set fire to this beautiful plant. <laughs> That's and so yeah, I get it because the amount of beneficial compounds, of enjoyable compounds that are in there uh, is astounding. So a lot of the time when you're combusting, you're losing a great deal a great uh, a high percentage yeah, of yeah. a lot of that stuff it just so happens that combustion is very fun you know that's what true say? what can we say i mean you're not wrong and the it experience i feel like just seeing the bud over concentrate like the mm -hmm. the beauty of 
you know, maybe even the color of the bud could complement like the dish. Even you could have the dish inspired by the bud, and something about oh, okay, what I was gonna say. Here we go. Something about vaporizing it and seeing it in its bud form is a little romantic, like intimate, um, versus concentrate. You know, where it's just like you just see a gold paste essentially. Yeah. But in terms of uh, smoking, like we're all gonna be in space one day. And like open flames are just dangerous in an oxygenated environment, right? So we'll have to like we're gonna be vaping in space for sure. Mm, interesting. Hashtag, hashtag yeah. vaping in space. <laughs> vaping in space. <laughs> you're gonna have to vape in space. You're you're right. Can't be lighting up joints or anything else that needs flame. Yeah. Don't fuck it up for us. I know one of you guys. You're gonna out need there. to be on the inside of the dome to breathe. Right? One of you guys out there is gonna think he knows better, like, oh, they, they just do it because, like, somebody's dumb, you know? And, like, sneak off into the corner. <laughs> yeah, you're that person. That would be, <laughs> this is me planning this for yeah. the future. No, the guy who you were just imitating is that person. Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. just, some dumb guy is gonna do it. It's like, yeah, you, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's, predi- he's like a self fulfilling prophecy. He's yeah. like, the only reason is because you're just looking. You know, and then. Boom. And then one. Stupid fucking <laughs> one stoner just ruins it for everybody. Yeah, and then we'll we'll really heed those words, or we'll wish that we have heeded had heeded those words, wondering how we could ever set fire on it. Um, <laughs> but should we talk about getting over THC, or do you want to go back to talking about the uh, sommelier experience? Because we I can fi- we can finish that subject and then go to talking about THC. So that's going to be a bit more of a segment. I think the sommelier thing, honestly, it's just going to be all about terps anyways. Like, that's really, mm-hmm. like, that's... So, yeah, I guess we'll Do you we'll not touch think on it. there will be also more, like, ratio stuff happening? People will talk about, like, hey, this has three to one CBD, for example, you know, and here are the, here's the terp breakdown. That's an interesting point. Um, considering... That's a really... I like that a lot. Can, I, I think... At the outset, that seems appealing, but I think this is CBD is a lot more wellness and health related versus I think these experiences. I'm not going to go there to get medicine. I'm going to go there for a highly refined cannabis experience. And CBD, while it can modulate it, I don't. You're going to get fancy high. Exactly. Exactly. I want to get fancy high. I'm not worried about wellness so much. But I do agree that. CBD ratios, we need a lot more CBD weed on the shelves, for sure. Oh, I wasn't even necessarily thinking about the perspective of wellness, although one of those social consumption lounges is going to be run by a wellness company. That's cool. Which is a very interesting thing to think about in all of the things that you would offer in a spa or a wellness center and and adding or integrating cannabis into those experiences as part of the fancy high. I think CBD is... A really cool thing to mix into your recreational high. Yeah, actually, I agree. I, I actually I do agree. That's in your. I didn't even consider that this whole terpene discussion. You know, you don't really talk about CBD. I yeah. kind of see it as like a blanket. You know, it's like a blanket. It's a safety net. I would definitely have it on deck mm-hmm. as a contingency plan. You right, know, right, right. Uh, in terms of the experience, my personal preference is like I would like i feel like cbd is kind of a bumper you know like gutter bumpers in a bowling in bowling yeah like i I feel like 
I would trust myself and the chef to like navigate me safely just using CBD to fully experience that. Mm -hmm. um, because CBD, um, I don't know, I don't know. You know, I'm definitely spitballing here. I, I, that, I never considered that. But yeah. my first instinct, my impulse is to say, it's a buffer, it's a little baby bumper. I think I can go full THC and experience that. And then like maybe have some CBD as a palate cleanser or like an espresso, a post-dinner espresso, just to kind of like ease myself back into right. reality. So you're thinking of it purely from like the taste and the high experience. I'm talking about the overall thing. Like part of the sommelier, I imagine, mm -hmm. the role of the sommelier there is also to show you like, well, here's how you have like a, a ratio of THC and CBD, whether it's more of one or the other, mm -hmm. uh, or even any other cannabinoids that, you know, you could, uh, yeah, yeah. you could get into concentrate, uh, or extract form without too much difficulty mm -hmm. just to showcase all of that too, because in the same way that we're going to be educating people about terpenes a lot more this year, the lesser known cannabinoids aside from the main two are probably also going to get a higher profile Absolutely. this year and going yeah. forward. So I think I, I would just, I just meant in the sense that would, would your sommelier also kind of usher you through that experience too, or, or into, you know, understanding a little bit more about how those affect you when they're inhaled versus when they're ingested or hmm. that kind of thing. And then you could have both experiences there, right? In those eight lounges where you can do both, yeah. you could have somebody have a little dab bar, let's say, you know, you'd probably rename it so that it doesn't sound like dab bar, <laughs> but, um, offering very carefully measured microdoses of things and you can talk about the palate of them and the THC levels and all that and then you could have an infused food experience on the other side mm -hmm. like the sommelier thing could be as grand or as small as Each as the venue wants to make yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah I I guess for me I just feel like terpenes uh, you know cannabinoids are minor yeah. and I feel terpenes are major and I, I think that maybe starting out with encompassing it all is the best way to go right but i think i just for simplicity's sake i would just be like fuck it <laughs> thc terpenes that's where the market's at that's all the weed that's being grown right now mm -hmm. i imagine some of these people uh behind these things are truly passionate and are willing to bring in some like really start taking it back to its roots where there's an even ratio of cbd and thc just for like that all-encompassing experience exactly. you know i feel like more people would be willing to try right. thc if it were just if we could maybe bring it back to where they're not separate things. It's just part of taking THC is having an equal part CBD just to maximize the benefits. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Or, or whatever the optimal amount is for that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, a, that's I like that. Let's talk about CBD in these places. You, it's funny because you don't have to. It's now federally legal, right? Yeah, although it's not as, as straightforward as it sounded when it came out, I think. There's some some things that mean that certain companies that thought they had the all clear to just set up and sell are actually not okay to do that. Yeah. And yeah. that some things may be subject to t certain testing hurdles and whatnot. I, I don't know, but we should yeah. probably talk about that on another episode. That sounds, yeah, CBD's Hit the comments if you want us to talk about the farm bill that passed. And, uh, yeah, it sounds exciting, right guys? Maybe we'll talk a little bit about what that means in terms of CBD. Mm -hmm. um, There's a lot. We'll There's try not to lot. talk too much about the bill itself. <laughs> we'll just talk about what that means for CBD across the country because it's a big deal that it's available to all those other states where it isn't already available. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah. back to THC and getting over THC. Um, yeah, like I, I'm just people come in and was it? So eight? you said cannabinoids are minor. I'm not sure. I think in terms of how I feel about that compared to the effect, compared to how much terpenes modulate THC, I think cannabinoids. Oh, in terms of modulation. Yeah, yes. yeah. In terms By of the like standard of modulation, yes. a specific experience. One hundred percent. Okay, that's all I'm talking about. Is gotcha. like. Okay, I think agree, and it's not so much like a battle cry. It's more of like, I want this Terps over THC thing just to like, just to show us how amazingly multifaceted this plant is. It is a beautiful thing that I, I encourage everyone to grow their own strains. Like shit, dude. Like if really, you can, you should. Yeah, like you're allowed six plants. Fifty years of growing just six plants just for fun because you like smoking weed. Why not? Like really the terpene profiles are so vast and infinite almost you could really that the there's so much potential and possibility for wonderful and unique cannabis experiences just based on uh terpene profiles and terpene combinations that, that i feel like it deserves a lot of attention right now and that's yeah. why i say cannabinoids are minor like obviously thc being a cannabinoid the thing that's interesting though about terpenes is that this really relies, all of these things that we're talking about in terms of the richness of experience that they can offer rely on you inhaling the terpenes. You have to have them through either your olfactory senses or you have to inhale them into your lungs. Or you can inject them, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the jury might be out on intravenous terps, but we'll get back to you guys with... Uh, I'm talking about intravenous terps. <laughs> no, what I, what I meant was that... Uh, when you ingest them, it's entirely different. Yeah, and it's all almost same not, with THC. Not you know, it does. It almost doesn't have the effect in terms of modulation that you would expect. Agreed. That's why the whole sativa indica hybrid edible game is funny to me. Yeah, it's why the whole mango thing is essentially a myth. Yeah, which but, is a shame because mm -hmm. I feel like maybe I. It's fell not into a myth. It. It's just <laughs> doesn't really do as much. No, it doesn't do. It doesn't work like that because mercine doesn't stay mercine once it goes to your gut. Interesting. And also, I mean, on a technical level, THC doesn't need to be tagging along on the back of a mercine molecule to get Ex yeah. through the blood-brain barrier. It, uh, which was one of the things that people used to say about that. Yeah, yeah. I think Doctor Russo is just like THC passes the blood-brain barrier just fine. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't need any help. No assist needed. <laughs> yeah, that's. And, but THC even, uh, it's we're referencing delta-9 THC when we're talking about it, yep. but when you eat it, it turns to 11-hydroxy-THC. That shit is fucking... Which is a beast. Ooh, beast a of a molecule. Yeah, dude. Intense. Like, literally more psychedelic. Like, markedly more psychedelic. Yes, absolutely. It's it's. I would say it's closer to... In, in high doses, it's closer to feeling like what you feel like on mushrooms? psilocybin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Psilocybin, mushrooms. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, cannabis is a mild psychedelic, or delta-9 THC is a mild psychedelic. 11-hydroxy is, is a, a more pretty, yeah, more pretty strong psychedelic, psychedelic. For sure. When yeah. you can eat 20 milligrams of this substance and really, like, the walls are waving like that's me that's 20 milligrams yeah is, that's pretty potent 20 milligrams is the upper limit for a, a comfortable experience for me yeah um, beyond that it's it's like it, it's not gonna be that fun it gets trippy it's just like 
you know, maybe if I wanted to do mushrooms, I would oh, take a hundred milligrams. I think I would need to do a little more to get trippy, but in yeah, terms yeah. of like managing it, I think I can do, I can manage about 20 milligrams, not gotcha. too bad. 10 milligrams is more like my speed. Yeah, uh, 10 is a lot. Five is, I find five is a pretty reasonable. And then I, I'll smoke and be like, why the fuck am I so high? Yeah. It's like, oh it's yeah, like, I just oh. kicked in that five milligrams. Right, a lot is floating in my blood right now. Mm-hmm. And yes, 11-hydroxy-THC is a more potent molecule. So I've heard all kinds of like factors of strength for everything from 5 to 300 the other day. Which really? Is like, I don't know. I mean, it could be anywhere in there. It might be six times more. It might mm-hmm. depend on you, what Five you ate. 300, that's a pretty safe. I'd agree with that. <laughs> I'd, I'd say... It's I'd, a crazy range for <laughs> factor. It could be five times stronger, it could be 300 times yeah. stronger. Like, alright, I believe it. Yeah. I've had edibles before. Like, that's pretty much... Actually. That's the consistency of edibles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right there, yeah. Of most edibles. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. This could be five times stronger than you used to, uh, or 300. 300 times stronger. We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna tell you don't do just it. Just eat it, dude. Yeah. Just have a good time. Be responsible. Eat, eat responsibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but terpenes. Terpenes. When you inhale them, shit is feels good. Yeah. Something. Absolutely. It's it's crazy. Which aromatherapists have probably been bugging us about for decades. Yep. Yeah. And I find mentioned that. Like, sorry, cause cannabis made terpenes cool, y'all. Yo yo. <laughs> it's I now I'm reading articles about perfume and flowers and. You know, it's it's just like what happened. You know, it opened my eyes. I'm sure these scentologists or whatever olfactologists, you know, whatever they want to call, whatever they call themselves, olfactory specialists. Mm-hmm. I call them smell doctors. Smell smelliers. <laughs> Ooh. No, it's it's it doesn't sound as good. It doesn't. S- smelliers. It's got the word smelly in it. That's right there, see, so. that's sort of like interpreting. It's yeah. like not. A serious title. It's not serious enough, in my opinion. So you would like for there to be a term that means cannabis sommelier that is a serious term rather than a play on words. Yeah, like give me what cicerone, cheesemonger. Even though that I would, you know, if I'm sure if <laughs> cheesemongers were alive right now, coming up with the name, they'd be like, uh, uh-uh, I don't like that. Yeah, true. <laughs> Let's. I'm just gonna type in cannabis French. See what sort of fancy French words. Cannabis French toast, okay. Or what about uh, herb oh, curator herb. or herb appreciator or something like that mm-hmm. in French? Maybe there's a word that we can borrow, like how the wine people borrowed sommelier. Cannabis. Appropriated sommelier. Ooh. I. Do you know how to pronounce French? <laughs> Sometimes. Shit, that's about where I'm at. Yeah. Tell me how, how does this sound? Chambre. Uh, yeah. Doulin? What is, what is it? What does it mean? Uh, a cannabis plant, I think. Hemp, yeah. Yeah, I don't mm. know. That's... Okay, well... Uh, why don't you guys tell us what you think <laughs> cannabis sommelier should be called? Yeah. Uh, Let we've us got... know if you have a, a good title. That That's, we... please doesn't involve any alliteration like no puns no alliteration <laughs> we need like oh shit I can't make any suggestions in that case yeah right like, <laughs> those are all of my yo uh, I'm your cannabis connoisseur for today like connoisseur like nope yeah. oh, nope okay. it's gotta be no puns no alliteration folks you've got 
A you serious, got till midnight tonight a to give me what I need tonight. Mm. You don't even know which night it is. You don't <laughs> yeah. know it's coming out yet. I'm seeing you've got 12 hours from when you hear this <laughs> to send me my information. <laughs> at an address that I won't give. At two guys one blunt podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so did we mention already sativa terps and indigo terps? No. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, on I the whole like, subject of why dude, terpenes are so important. Let's let's touch on it, because I want to, I think a whole terp episode is due. Speaking of how shitty and how much I hate weed puns, I'm sorry that I just did it. <laughs> You'll give it 30 seconds left. <laughs> I was speaking to myself. Dude, I've, I've tried to come up with these names and all I get is shitty weed puns. I think that's probably why there's so many of them around because mm-hmm. people are like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I can't, yeah, <laughs> I can't exactly. think of anything catchier <laughs> than that right now. That'll do. Um, so yeah. we've got a few different terpenes that we know to have effects that people would associate as being sativa-like. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Uh, are we agreed on limonene, pinene, and terpinealine all being sativa? sort of up energizing generally type uh, terpenes I think so and then alpha pining I think beta pining might be might be calming oh really okay I so think so that's I'm true there's two sure. major there's two major forms of pining mm-hmm. alpha and beta and they may be different so alpha pining might be a sativa like mm-hmm. feel and uh, beta might be calming which is probably more likely to beta be is more common that. as well calming and common more common uh, and more calming. Yeah. Alpha pining okay. is the one that uh, inhibits short-term memory loss. So you can actually smoke weed and remember what you were just talking about five Ooh, seconds ago. Right, 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 right. Which, yeah, is that like in uh, Jack Herrera quite a lot? I don't, or? I forget. There's certain know, strains honestly, which have a lot of it. It might be terpinealine, which is... Uh, ter- terpinealine definitely is, has the Jack Herrera. Yeah, particular focus. to uh, Jack Herrera strains. Mm-hmm. Jack I just crosses. saw some strains with alpha pining in it. Um, but yeah, just it's not as common. Beta right. pinene is way more common, gotcha. and that's in like all your Girl Scout cookies and all that. Alpha pinene, I can't think of off the top of my head, which would tell you like it's not as common. Yeah, because yeah, if yeah. I don't know it, nobody nobody knows, knows about that com. shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are so alpha pinene, limonene, terpinealine, all more sativa leaning mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the fact that they're energizing, and then. Indica terps would be more like linalool, mm-hmm. humulene, mm-hmm. uh, osamine. I'm um, not sure about. And I'm then not as familiar. I think there's a definitely. Couple. Did you say uh, beta caryophylline? No, I have. I, I was just oh, about that's to an mention honorable mention the asterisk was, terpene. The well, the, I mean beta caryophylline is probably one of the most, the, maybe the most interesting terpene. Oh, but I, it's a cannabinoid. It's for the terpisode. It's for the terpisode. Yeah, we'll save that one for that. the next terpisode. So. <laughs> So, uh, I was going to mention that beta-caryophylline and myrcene both exhibit uh, features that could fall either side, depending on what your endocannabinoid system is like, depending on how you respond to it. Myrcene can be more sativa-like uh, in terms of its effect, or it can be more sedative. Uh, beta-caryophylline is the same. Um, and beta-caryophylline is also interesting because it's a terpene that binds very to very well the cannabinoid receptor yeah. to cb2 receptor to the cb2 receptor so uh, which is more than what cbd does yeah I, yeah right it's fucking it's more of a cannabinoid than cbd it's more of a cannabinoid than it is a terpene quickly right. i just want to 
go down and associate the smells with the terpenes real quick. We got limonene, citrus, terpinolines. Lemon rind, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Terpinolines, that like really pledgy lemon, like pine sort of sweet, like you know, Jack Herrera. That's, that's terpinoline for sure. Yeah, like a sweet lemon, mm-hmm. sweet. And cleaning. then alpha pinene, beta pinene. Have you guys ever smelled pine before? Yes. Yeah, it, it is actually the same chemical. It yeah. is the same chemical. The plant produces the same molecule. Right. And indica terps, linalool, same lavender, same. Uh, same exact terpene. Same exact chemical. Like it smells like lavender. It's called lavender Kush because it actually produces the smell that the lavender plant. It's so. It's. I love it so much. Yeah. Mercine, a favorite for a lot of people. What else besides mango? I don't want to hear mango because that fucks me up. Okay, uh, lemongrass. Lemongrass. Black pepper. Cool. Uh, both high in mercine. Uh, the hop plant. Mercine as which well. Is also a cousin of the cannabis plant. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to hops. Shout out to hops and uh, the mercine. The mercine. Connection. Humulene is the uh, prominent hop terpene, though, for sure. Humulus lupulus being the Latin name for hops. Nice. Humulene is the hop terpene. Cool. It's that funky butt. If you've ever smelled a fresh hop, it smells like shit. It's crazy. Like how poopy hops actually smell. And uh, so I that's, think I've had to. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have remembered that. Yeah, it's uh, I, I brew beer, so it's like you deal with fresh hops and they smell poopy. That's why yeah. it makes it so bitter. Uh, but that humulene terpene makes your weed smell dank. You know, yeah, yeah. like really actually dank. Yeah, yeah. Like funky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, what does awesomeine smell like? Because I feel like there's a few strains that I've seen That's that That's the ha- basil terpene, if I'm not mistaken. That has that I like too. Oh, really? Yeah, awesomeine is the basil terpene, but so, I think, uh, beta-caryophyllene is also prominent in basil as well. It's prominent in a lot of the commonly kitchen used, kitchen herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Thyme, rosemary. Yep. Um, rosemary also has, um, terpinolene. Interesting. Um, yeah, I will say Dosis did a really good job of putting out, um, they, you know, for each terpene, they'll put out like a natural example of like pine needles and yes. uh, farnesine is like apple runs, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Which, which is, is an uncommon one. Exactly. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's very uncommon to be sporting like that, but yeah. it was cool, it, you know, very cool to like go through and smell a real life example. Um, even though True Terpenes had an exhibit at MJ BizCon that was like, the isolated terpene that's really where it opens your mind you're just like okay this is exact i'm not smelling the beta caryophylline in this basil and thinking it's all osamine i'm smelling isolated osamine and oh my gosh it makes so much sense now oh my gosh linalool i get it you know oh my gosh terpinolene that's it it is it's something else to be able to smell those terpenes and pinpoint what what the smell is it's it's language you know for sure it's an important educational tool to have and it's it gives people the real life experience firsthand so that you can know when you go away and then next time you smell you know the flower you cup like you'll notice if it's got more of one or the other or or you'll notice one at least exactly you know, some of those the your olfactory memory is pretty strong so some of those smells will stick with you pretty pretty well and you'll be able to start knowing more about what you're getting in your strains. And it's refreshing to know, to look back and be like, wow, that stuff, uh, I had some golden goat recently that I was just refreshed to be like, wow, I actually, the shit I got eight years ago was actually golden goat because 
I, I remember the terpinaline. Mm -hmm. I will never forget the smell of this golden goat from eight yeah. years ago. And I just smoked some golden goat exactly the same. Yeah. And same with the Northern Lights. Just got some Northern Lights. Oh, it's nice to know that. school strain. Yeah, I got some true Northern Lights when I was 18 years old. Okay, cool. Like, I, I, I want to smoke some White Widow because I've got a lot of different memories of what White Widow is. That just, yeah. everything's White Widow on the black market. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? I think I've smoked White Widow. I don't know. I might, have, I might have been hoodwinked the whole that's time. What I'm saying. No idea. Um, I didn't have the choice where I was. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, let's uh, let's talk just to wrap it up a little bit about um, the fact that with less combustion, you can have more appreciation of all these terpenes that we're mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and if you if you haven't vape, vaporized flour, like give it a try. And if you haven't found a good vape cart, then listen to episode one, where we give you some tips on how to uh, to select a good vape cart and go for something that's going to have a lot of cannabis terpenes in it. Um, uh, and to kind of tie it all together in terms of THC levels and social consumption, um, we can talk a little bit about the, um, I don't know, fuck, we're not going to actually have time to talk about tea if we're already running out of time. We can save tea for another time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that a tea lounge is a cool little, little side thing yeah. in social consumption. Yeah, I think we, that would have been a good yeah. point to, when we were talking about the different edible Exactly. And times. I mean, that's a whole conversation about drinks versus edibles because it absorbs in your stomach and yeah, so yeah, yeah. it got, still uh, is Delta 9 DHC. I've got that on there, you know, about how you, those lower doses that you see, um, you don't need them to be much higher because you're getting a lot of it sublingually, mm -hmm. which is a much better bioavailability rate. Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I guess we'll talk about that stuff next time or on another episode. Um, is there, uh, we had some feedback on the last episode about, uh, using fancy words and, uh, language, you know, y'all don't understand. <laughs> so if y'all got any questions, yeah. uh, we using any fancy words y'all don't understand, just go ahead and, uh, you know, leave us a comment, leave us a like, nice little subscribe or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just comment uh, either on the Instagram, that's at two guys one blunt, uh, or on the comment section of the SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash two guys one blunt. Um, Got the Instagram popping too. That's, yeah, yeah, we're, we're trying to be active on there. Um, but just comment and let us know if there's uh, terms you'd like us to break down and define. Mm -hmm. um, or just anything you want to, you got any questions? Any questions you might have that you want us to address? Um, and yeah, definitely like or you know sign up for any notifications that you can get on SoundCloud or follow the channel. Smash that motherfucking like button, folks. And we'll be back in a week or two, yeah. hopefully. Thanks for checking in, guys. We love you. Namaste. Peace.